0: Hi everyone, this is Mike with episode 46 of Getting Everyone Moving, brought to you by Palms of Pines Parasports. Today we have Brian Bell, who is on the USA men's wheelchair basketball team. He's talking to us from Germany. Hey, Brian. Hey, hi everyone. So Brian, tell us how, how did you get involved with in the world of adaptive sports? Yeah,
1: um, let's see. So I started, of course, after I got injured. Uh, around like 10 years old uh, from due to a train accident um, just climbing on the train and slipped and fell. Um, then after that, a couple years later, I was able to get involved with the Lake Shore Foundation. Um, that's out of Birmingham, Alabama area and their Paralympic Olympic training center. So they had tons of different adaptive sports for me to try after I got injured. So I kind of tried to mall and I tried basketball, kind of
0: fell in love with it right away. So what, um, you got injured when you were 10, so that's uh, a difficult time. Um, how are yeah. you able, how are you able to kind of move forward and, you know, just go on and continue playing sports that you loved?
1: Um, yeah, the, uh, back then, it was really, really big, the family and, and friends I had. Uh, because when something like that happens you kind of you know think that everything's over like all your kind of hopes and dreams are over when i was a kid uh, living in like the south you know you, that's all you want to do is play football so i wanted to play football um, and then you know have an accident like that it kind of crushed your dreams or even like trying to do that uh, but i was fortunate enough to in middle school to um, play football on my prosthetic for a year just to, you know just to say i did it um, so that was a good experience and it was fun. Uh, but definitely finding a to basketball was a better route for me.
0: And were, so were you able to play up through uh, in high school and all that? Um, football or basketball?
1: Yeah, yeah I, I was able to play uh, pretty much um, the last year of middle school, all up to high school to college and so on. Um, so, yeah, they had a program um, from early age. Awesome.
0: And w- which uh, college did you attend? I went to the
1: University of Illinois down in champaign Nevada.
0: Okay. So that's, you were able to continue playing, which was great. Mm-hmm. And did you, did you ever think that, you know, you would be an elite athlete and play in the, in the Paralympics?
1: Uh, no, no. Uh, I always, you know, wanted to once they, once I got into wheelchair basketball and the coach at the time when I just started off, you know, saw the teacher in me and kind of pushed me to, to do better and always improve. But I didn't think I would, you know, be good enough to make a USA team. I always wanted to, of course, once I started playing basketball to do that because the training, we, we trained enough they had like the training with the teams come in. So I was kind of immersed with watching URB basketball uh, from the outside early on, and I wanted to be there. So it, it's, it's kind of nice in that regard because I had that kind of picture to, to see um, where I can get to if I train and work hard.
0: And what was it like to play in the Paralympics? I mean, that's, what an incredible feeling. You know, you're, you're one of the best athletes in the world. <laughs> You know, essentially. I mean, what 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 does it feel like? You know, to represent just uh, the U.S.
1: And- uh, it, yeah, it was it was it was an amazing feeling. Um, it, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's just being at a world stage, coming out on opening ceremonies with you know every country you know around the world all in one area. It's just a, surreal. It's amazing. The atmosphere was amazing. Um, uh, it's kind of a uh, experience that you'll cherish for the rest of your life. It's just most people don't have the opportunity to represent their country uh, on a global
0: stage like that. So you're, you're playing um, in Germany now. Um, you know, what, what do you think it would take to get a professional league in, in the United States? Um, how do we do that?
1: Uh, we've, we've been kind of tackling this issue for a while. Um, I know a lot of us that are over here would love to see um, a professional team in the states. I know most of like the overseas guys here that we play on in Germany, and of course, some of the guys in Spain and Italy um, would love to come to the states and have a professional team. It's just getting sponsors. Um, that's kind of the biggest thing uh, for teams here is that they have a good foundation of sponsors um, and a lot of people that you know back them. Um, it also helps that your basketball here is like third or fourth um, on the list of light professional sports compared to the state. It's like, you know, maybe underneath 10, maybe even lower on the, on the totem pole. So it's hard to kind of get um, sponsors and people to get more recognition for our sport. So once we kind of get over that hurdle a little bit um, and finding that one or two sponsors, then it kind of will help with finding more and more and more to kind of fund a professional team in the U.S
0: hey um now, I mean you're leading a full life. you have uh four children, right? five now, five children, okay, you know, yeah. obviously married um yeah. has have you ever felt that there's been anything that you couldn't do Um, <laughs> uh, I know people joke about it I, I feel
1: like I do it all, but it's not. What what I what I do do at least I try to do it to the best of my ability. Um, so if there's any type of challenge at, that's put in front of me, I try to you know do it the best I can um, with the ability that I have. That's kind of what I look at in out, uh, from from outside. I just I just try to be the best person I could be, um, be a good role model for my family, friends, um, and just yeah, live life for the best I can.
0: So, you know, talking about being a role model, um, you know, when, when someone has an accident, um, you know, obviously I would think there's a, there's depression, right? I mean, what, yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. what do you, what do you say, uh, to people? I mean, how do you, how do you help to motivate, you know, maybe someone that's had an accident that says, okay, I'm, that's it, you know, I can't do anything anymore.
1: Um, I feel like the biggest thing is, um, kind of leading by example, I would say, um, because I did a few, like, lean up to read, I did a few, like, appearances at, like, hospitals. I went back to, like, a Children's hospital, um, in, like, the Chicago area, um, where I was in, like, where in the city I was in at the time, um, because Shrines Hospital was a big hospital when I was first got injured. to helped me out and get a prosthetic and, um, helped me along the, the road. So I went back to the hospital and it was a bunch of kids kind of in a similar position that I was in, you know, got injured young, um, kind of feeling like there's nothing to look forward to, but kind of being there, you know, telling my story, showing what I've done um, um, and what happened in my life um, and stuff, it kind of shows them that it can be done. I feel like that's kind of the biggest thing that they need that kind of like physical evidence sometimes to, to see Someone to accomplish something, even after having an accident or
0: losing um, a limb or something. Yeah. Um, how How do you think that um, we can create more inclusion um, in the United States? I mean, on a number of levels. You know, I I lived overseas for some time, and then I came back to the U.S. and thought. Okay, you know things are going to be great. Uh, accessibility is there, everything's there, and it turned out it wasn't. I mean, what what do we do?
1: Yeah, um, that's that's a, that's a great question. Um, it's it's just kind of getting the word out. I feel more people just don't know about different types of like adaptive sports. That's kind of like the biggest hurdle, um, and that was kind of I think the push uh know for like nbc lean up to rio to kind of get the push out um, to have people see adaptive sports um at an elite level and show that um these guys can do most of the things or maybe even sometimes better than some of their Olympic counterparts and and that's the thing that we need to do is just get the awareness out and have people actually see the sport and see um, why the players love it so much. And they, and then we feel like they will love it too.
0: Um, I want to, along those same lines, I want to ask, you know, a lot of it is awareness. Yeah, definitely. And how do we do that? And it sounds like, I think it's NBC that's gonna be having a lot of, you know, the Paralympics on TV, which will be great, but, how do we, how do we get more programs in college? Um, there's still only a handful of colleges that offer, yeah. you know, collegiate level adaptive sports. And I, you know, people have said to me, okay, it's about money, but it, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, what do we need to do? How can we do that?
1: Yeah. Um, I've talked to a few people in my college program because my USA coach is also a collegiate coach as well. So, um we've had conversations about kind of like collegiate and, and direction it's going it's definitely more teams now compared to when I was in college but it yeah. is good to see um but I think it's just the it's just not enough people to kind of feel teams I think um in certain spots so and most people I don't really look to go to colleges per se for like winter basketball all the time or track and field or tennis and all these types of sports. Um, so it's just, I don't know, getting more um, proactive with some kids growing up. We kind of show that, you know, you can go to college, you can do all these different activities and get an educational it. I'm not saying like people don't get education. They still do they just don't go to a school that has like a team or a program or something. And they just play either with a club team in the area and then just go to school. Um, so yeah, it's just a, it's just that type of challenge. is just kind of getting the, uh, more of the mindset of the kids that uh, you can be a collegiate athlete, like the collegiate athlete you see um, in P1 in sports and other sports
0: um, across the country. Right. Um, so when you're you're in your prime now, um, when when your playing days are over, do you hope to coach, or are you coaching now? I'm
1: not coaching right now. Um, I did I did think about it um, quite often uh, a couple of years ago about coaching, going back and coaching. I've gotten a couple offers before to come back and coach. Uh, before coming overseas, I helped um, the U of I team um, one year. I think yeah, for an uh, assistant coach. Um, so. It was definitely experience. Um, I know at the time it was kind of hard for me because I was still playing. And, and to coach, it it's like, and I'm trying to teach them how to do something. And that's like, just do it like I do it. But that's not usually the case sometimes. Um, so you have to actually, you know, walk through the steps, um, step by step. So I, it's definitely still up there. It's definitely something I want to do. Um, looking Moving forward is to kind of give back to the next generation. So we have something uh, left after I'm done.
0: Tell us about your children. Um, you know, they have a dad who uses a prosthetic, plays wheelchair basketball. I mean, what? I mean, I would think, yeah, you're just their dad. That's it. But they, what do they say, like, when they bring friends over? Or, yeah, that kind of thing.
1: <laughs> they, they, it's really fun when they bring friends over. They're very, like, blunt and straight to the point. It's like, oh, yeah, my dad missing one leg. Uh, type of thing and then like of course their twins don't believe it because most of the time I wear pants um, but when I do they actually see it and they're like surprised but I think overseas is a little bit less of a shock um, because like I said like wheelchair basketball is a little bit higher on the totem pole so uh, most people know definitely my club they have a pretty high um, tradition and history um, the past couple of years so a lot of people in the area know um the club so if they see me missing a leg or a prosthetic or whatever also my car has the club team logos all over it so i'm like yeah. a rolling billboard too so that doesn't help as well so i feel like it's it's not much of a shock it's like oh yeah you played with your basketball um that's, that's cool um type of thing rather than just complete shock it's like no i didn't know that you can do that type of thing um that i would get in the
0: u.s yeah okay um so, we're coming towards the end of our interview. Um, what, are, what are some final words that you'd like to leave uh, our listening audience with? Um... Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. The, the kind of biggest thing is just, you know, awareness. It's, um, I know most of the people I hate kind of the people walk up to them randomly in the wheelchair and ask them like weird questions. Well, you can you know, ease into it a little bit um, and, and kind of show um, interest in sports and stuff like that, adaptive sports and trying to get the word out more and more. I know I've done the, um, like a kind of round table previously and talking about kind of getting the word out more. And that's just more being, you know, a good representation of your sport. So, you know, talking about it more openly, um, forcing your opinions more openly, um, being able to show people on social media platforms or even in person, um, your, your views, your ideas, where your sport has taken you, um, because of your sport, um, and show that adaptive sport is the same as any other type of sports or Olympic sports out there.
0: Brian Bell, thank you so much. And obviously we wish you the best, uh, and your team now and in thank the, you. in the Paralympics, man.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks, man.